bad and bullshit. Welcome to the Bad and Bitchy Podcast. I'm Erica, and this week we have a special guest, uh, Angela Simmons, who is from North Preston in Nova Scotia, who is the first Black woman to run for leadership of the Liberal Party in Nova Scotia. And although that slipped many in media... You know, that would never slip by me. So I want to also say a shout out to Colin. You know who you are. And welcome, Angela. Thank you, Erica, for having me. This is exciting. I've been wanting to to sit and chat with you for a bit and uh, looking forward to our conversation. I am going to just say I was uh, I live in North Preston with my husband, but I am actually if I don't say Jerry Brooke, people are going to be like, oh, to me. So, OK, OK, I got to say, yeah. Uh, you know, from Jerry Brook, but I have spent uh, my my past several years with with North Preston. So, so tell us about the community yeah. of North Preston, and um, I I and I want to talk about who they descended from, because I would I you know we don't talk much about the Jamaican Maroons, yeah, who yeah. came to Canada in the late 18th century, who settled in Nova Scotia way before y'all way before this underground railroad business okay and that we're talking 1790s so black people have been a part of this country before it became a country since the 1790s i'm pretty sure there are a lot of white canadians who could not trace their lineage back that far in other words people they're more canadian than your white asses anyway (laughs) you can say that that's great okay of course Uh, of course of course i could say that (laughs) it's it's so true though it's so true like i mean and in the community like i said i you know i'm i often say i'm married to north preston because you know i've been uh, with Dean, who's from North Preston, since we've been 16 years old. So, uh, oh my gosh, you two are high school sweethearts. I know. It's, it's, oh it's my nice. gosh, you don't see that anymore. I know. That is I know. so cute. And, and I actually still really like him. Like, so oh, it's great. That's so cute. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Um. So, but the community, I mean, um, is just born out of strength and love and spiritual. Um, belief in faith. I think for for communities in particular in North Preston, I'd say in the Preston Township, which is East Preston, you know, North Preston and Cherry Brook, is mm-hmm. guided by faith. And yeah. you know, placed on this this land, like you talked about, being one of the first, and I would say it's the birthplace of African um, descent, is uh, not talked about. I no. mean, the community in, in North Preston, like where people were put there to essentially die, built their own roads. Uh, put on land that uh, were promised crop uh, and a place to be able to farm and build. And uh, that didn't happen. Is that by the government? So the government at the time promised um, land to North Preston, to the residents of when, when was this about? Yeah. So I'd say, um, and not my focus is North Preston, of course, but there are several other, you know, the 55 black communities in uh, Nova Scotia that 
uh, as enslaved people came to this province were promised the same essential land, um, a viable land, like like the white loyalists who arrived and, and white uh, soldiers. And, and where happen. did they put the black people in comparison to the white people? I would, I, I wish I, we should have some. No, 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 not, 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 not in terms of location, but okay, in terms yeah. of. It displaced, this is a displaced. I mean, it okay. was, the location was so far removed um, from any services possible. Uh, and then it was less like they were, uh, you know, white communities which could flourish were promised, I think, over 10 acres while this community was given tickets of locations or mm -hmm. certificates were, are, are not anything viable of ownership and to have a community prosper and property uh, and develop. And so, so they were never given the titles to the land? No. Now they're working on it now. Are you is, for real? I'm for real. Yes. Okay. I'm sorry. Okay. 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 We got to delve given, into this deeper. I'm I sorry. know we can't. Listen, I wish I, I I should know all this stuff now. No, 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 no. What it is. So um, I also want, I'm going to, I am going to post in yeah. the description because we're not doing show notes this week. Okay. Um, I'm going to post your well, basically, uh, your summer law student yeah, you should um, research, right? Research. And so, so this, this, it's called This Land is Our Land, African Nova Scotian Voices from Preston Area Speak Up. It goes through um, basically uh, certain historical challenges, land titles, certain government bureaucracies that were set up to deal with this and how they continue to displace people off of this land. Yes. So even the land. So I think what we want to kind of say is that what we're talking about is basically 40 acres and a mule that these people of African descent were promised land by the government at the time. And they were promised land in addition, at both they and the white loyalists were promised land, but the white loyalists were given the land that was close to services, yeah. that was fertile, that was arable, that was, that was able to build um, uh, a living on. Yes. And they were given title. Yes. Whereas the black people were given land that was not able to be farmed, that was useless in terms of providing economic value at yep. the time. Um, and they didn't even, the government didn't even give them title to the land, so they couldn't safely pass that down for generations. So I want people to recognize that wealth disparity between races starts with historical injustices like this. Carry on. Absolutely. Carry on. Thank you for breaking it down. And I would even say, uh, if you wanted to, for people to know, like a little bit more is you tell us to www.northprestonsland.ca. I can, I'll have to look for it to get up exactly what it is, but we'll add it. Yeah. Yeah. You'll find it, but it's, 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 you know, it really was an initiative that I took on after this report worked with Nova Scotia Community College and then people in community who really held government of the day to account. Um, 
about this historical injustice that you're speaking of, right? Is that there were services and um, lawyers, surveyors, people in place that were supposed to help and didn't. And so what this whole movement was, and I'd say it's still a movement, um, was hold people's voices and amplify lived experiences and their stories to a place to finally be heard. And, uh, you know, was government of the day that I'd say, uh, you, you know, was the community who just didn't let it go. I, I think I was a loud voice, but I was not the, the only one in it. I just uh, helped people and pushed people and, and empowered people to speak their truth. And, uh, you know, now we have a, a whole department uh, that's geared towards the Land Huddles Initiative to do this work. And it still has a lot of work to do. Uh, yeah. Colleagues and in government for trying, but there's a, there's a lot that still could be done and uh, it, it's on its way. But this is just one of the many things that uh, contribute to, to exactly what you said about, um, you know, how do we create wealth in our communities when historically uh, it's so many systems are set up for us not to. Yeah. And basically, so, so tell us about um, like Lake Major and like yeah. how, so, how that, because I think that's a very good example of what we're talking about. When we talk about expropriation, yeah, I mean, for years you'll see people, um, you know, even for going back from my father, my grandparents for generations, you know, that whole road Lake Major used to be called North Preston. Or I guess back in the day, you know, when they called it the New Road Settlement, which I don't, um, you know, I think should be off anyway. Uh, but even when I was younger, I remember seeing the sign at the end of Lake Major Road uh, saying North Preston. And now it's Lake Major Road until you go to a certain uh, portion in North Preston of which essentially is entering um, the houses in North Preston, but taking away from the land. And it just keeps getting smaller and smaller. And then you have a back road, which I'm probably not describing well, but I'm trying. There's mm -hmm. a back road that connects the two black communities, the East Preston and North Preston, which is entirely gravel. Uh, it's it's by a cemetery, which is all of where uh, people from community are, are buried, and uh, you know even my mother-in-law and and uh, grand grandparents-in-law are are mm -hmm. there. Uh, mm -hmm. So many people, and you can't go there to uh, feel safe or peaceful because there's so much uh, garbage on this road, trash and dirt. It's there's no lighting uh, and it's potholes and gravel. So who takes care of municipal services or who's supposed to take care of municipal services? Yeah, it's, it's, that's a tough, it, it's, <laughs> it's, 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 you know, our, our counselor here, uh, you know, our city council, uh, but it's, you know, and I'm still trying to navigate this in my, my current role in terms of like who owns provincial. Oh, and, and we have a jurisdiction owns. issue. You do. Yeah. Oh, so in other words, it's like, it's like in Ottawa where nobody does anything. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, it's, it's, because, that's exactly it. because they're like, that's no, it. you, no, you, it's the yeah. Spider-Man, it's the Spider-Man meme. <laughs> it's, it's like a web you go back yeah. and forth right and you're like okay finally and then you know then I get in the middle and I'm like okay enough enough and uh you know trying to be be mindful of uh people's jurisdiction in place yeah. uh, but when things aren't right I've always said and have argued that this is a human right 
for people. Oh, um, it totally is. It is a human right. It's Are you serious? Human. Garbage on the street and nobody's picking it up? And no one's picking And then the, the, the other problem, and I, and I guess this is more of a conversation. How is that? I would like to know, how is that different from all of the other countries that we look down on? Okay. Like, this is the other thing. Canada is so great. Uh, then why don't we have running water for indigenous people? And why is there garbage? Like people have to live in trash filled like land because municipal services doesn't do their job. Oh, right. And you know what they'll do? This is the, this is why they'll be like, well, the tax base. Oh, they're going to talk you... about the tax base. Yeah. But how can you have a tax base with no friggin title? Yeah, I know. And, and are you also, stupid? Like, I just, I'm so angry now. Because there has been some, there have been some cleared up. So it's a work in progress. I am but, so angry about that. No, I know. It's, it's, it, and it's another yeah. thing that, um, you know, doesn't get talked about, right? Because. But that's is, how they stitch you up. That is. And, and for the, the point about the, the road too, like um, the, the common theme is, is, well, we've done it three times. We've, we've done it. We spent thousands of money cleaning up and it just keeps getting, you know. Um, In other words, gosh. you people are nasty is yeah. basically what they're saying. That is what they're okay. saying. And what I would say is when people still continuously feel oppressed and feel that they don't matter, uh, then that's the, the, the problem. And to suggest that there's no one else driving on the road, to suggest that you have workers probably who mm -hmm. are doing work. Mm -hmm. um and using a back road several times yeah and dumping that's just what's happening you just yeah. not everyday person and is going to have toilets to dump there this is not people in communities who are taking their toilets and dumping them on the back road no 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 so what you're saying is that most likely it's people from other communities dumping all their shit Absolutely. in north preston because you know you can those negroes are nasty anyway Okay. You can. Yeah. All right. So, uh, <laughs> and I, I, you know, and I, yeah, I mean, I think we, we have to do. That's do, the kind of real talk we do. Yeah. That's the podcast. kind of real talk. I, I, really, I think as people, you know, we, we have to do better too. Yeah. Um, but until things are better for us and we give people a reason to believe uh, that, that, that things are going to change, uh, we can't keep. Uh, they dispossessed uh, and oppressed those people. And now they're wondering what's wrong. Now, again, and this is, I swear, this is a tactic of white supremacy. They dispossess you. They take away all of your resources. It put in place barriers and then turn around and blame you for being where you are. You know, and this is what like the amount of injustices that this community continues to face over and over and over is gross. It's, it's disgusting. Gross. And, and it's grotesque. Yeah. And, and it's scary. scary. Yeah. You know, and, and uh, you know, it just continues to happen, you know, even in in the community that's part of my my riding, it's East Preston. Mm. There's a, a manor. It's a, you know, senior's home. And yep. they've been boiling water for over a year. To there's use. no there's no running. So there's too much iron or there's something I'm actually working on it now, but there's oh. too much of something in the water. They're suggesting it's not not good to bathe or drink. <gasps> so they drop the water off like this wow. is happening. And wow. How does this happen? I don't know. I'm going to find out. I'm going to I'm going to find out. 
Yeah. So how does this watershed association development enterprise play into the whole clusterfuck? You know, uh, from what I found out, um, you know, it's no longer in, in existence now, uh, but they were responsible for the development and economic growth within the Preston Township. And so there was a lot of conversations around tax sales and people losing their home to tax sales. And the watershed became worried about this. And so um, part of the research that I did was really to discuss why this was happening. And that's how I learned it's not really about the tax sale. People mm-hmm. don't actually have clear title. And yeah. so uh, those are two different entities. And then also, you know, the watershed was um, put in place for the support of, of helping with, with land titles and from the 1963 uh, Stanfield's legislation that was put in place of the Land Titles Clarification Act to help the communities who have been impacted by this. And um, when that was put in place and the watershed was, was doing that work, mm-hmm. uh, I think there was just a lot of bureaucracy, in my own mm. opinion, from my own research. Uh, people in departments were looking at applications differently than they would have from other communities. And there was no real process. You know, if someone had an application, it was they were given the title and the next one came in, but there was no real process of um, the locations or families involved and no proactive work uh, mm-hmm. because there was no wills. Like I do think even in terms of the the initiative that's happening now that will should be included you, to give people um, clear title and then not offer wills is going to perpetuate the system again. In particular so, for now, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you up. In particular yep. for now for the, for the prices of homes and land. Yes. And, land is I mean, at a premium. This is why this is so there was, so I, when I was, thank you, you provided a nice little map. So now I know like Preston Road, Cherry okay, Brook, yeah, yeah. Preston. Okay, yeah, yeah. I'm like, yeah, I'm following. <laughs> Listen, okay. one of my problems is, is that I've been told even during one of my, uh, from my campaign team is that mm. I don't tend to finish sentences and I jump because I have so much information. So You're like me. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I, I jump from like topic to topic to topic. Yeah. And one of the things I've gotten really good at and that's literally because of the podcast is coming back to the original topic. I'm getting better at that Okay. just good. because I made a conscious effort. Cause I know I do the same thing. I, yeah. And okay. so there was, um, uh, there is, so there's the stigma of poverty, of yeah. course, in this yeah. community. Yeah. Um, now, there's a part in here where you talked about how the government would this rent to own scheme. Yeah, which I didn't find a lot about, but there is, you know, I think that was part of it is there are some houses who, that you could um, rent to own and people thought that they were you know, paying so much. And then after so many years, they would own it, but it just turned out that that wasn't happening. And I don't, why, why, why wasn't that happening? And the reason I bring this up is because in the liberal, the, the liberal platform, the federal liberal platform, they are suggesting a similar scheme. And I am already, I like, I trashed it, but (laughs) because, because of this reason, right. Is that it's not always clear how much of your rent payments go to pay the down payment? Because I saw that some people, I think, okay, 
So through the Wade office, the provincial yes. government agreed to provide funding to rebuild the homes that were deemed condemned because of um, the uh, Lake Major issue and and yes. and um, which was a main source of water for the city. And, yes. and in the early 70s, it became contaminated, uh, but nobody cared that it was happening around Preston until it hit Eastern Passage and Coal Harbor. So the white people. Anyway, um, so I guess there were a lot of, there were many options that were being considered. Um, The Watershed Association Development Enterprise was born. Um, I believe uh, one of the first initiatives Uh, was to improve housing conditions and to rebuild homes that were condemned. But the applicant would have to provide proof of ownership and of their ability to maintain the home. After five years of consistent income, (laughs) again, barrier, and maintaining all all household tasks, which I don't even know what that means. The family, I, you know what? Maintaining all household tasks is insulting to me. Yeah, as you're reading it, I'm getting upset myself again. This is insulting. It is. Like, what are we, what, see, what are we, fucking animals? And this is where uh, I just. Okay, let me just continue. Yeah, let me just continue. The family would be in a position to apply to gain clear title to the property. Okay, and here's here's I guess where it got confusing because some people were like, "But we're paying you rent. How does that not go? We've maintained our five years, and we've paid you for five years. Where's our money? Yeah, like where's our money going?" And the government was like, "Yeah, but it's not really going to a down payment or." for the home and they're like well where did it go and that's my that's my problem with this government's rent to own scheme in general yeah now so people who are destitute get desperate and start they start selling the land back to the government yeah with and of course the government paid the pennies on the dollar for it yeah so now the government could sell it to some big developer to yeah. develop it into like condos if they want it. Yeah. yeah. That's how this shit works. Thank you. I'm so glad we're talking about this because I, I like going through like the, the, the intricacies of this stuff, because I think we need to understand how this works yeah. instead of, well, they've been dispossessed. Well, how were they dispossessed? Yeah. Yeah. And it's through, historical injustice, systemic, systemic and systematic racism. And, you know, many people now distrust government and they feel cheated by the government because they were cheated by the government. I know. And that's, that's the part we just have to own. Like I've said that before, like, that's why we have to do better in politics. We have to do better in systems of power. You know, that's, that's the only way we can, if we can't do what's right, and look people in the face and, and, and own and acknowledge, not just have an apology. Yes. Plan, like an actionable plan. Like anyone can say sorry. We, we can acknowledge what we've done, but if there's no way that we're moving, moving the communities who we've impacted 
the people in which we continue to oppress, no way we're helping move them forward, but keeping them in a box, then we are doing nothing. We're doing exactly what we said we wouldn't do. Yeah. And the I, things have to be looked at differently. It can't be a cookie cutter approach everywhere. I mean, I'm telling you, you know this, but yeah. you know, we can't, we can't um, have these schemes and processes and ways that some communities are, are prospering and developing and others aren't. If mm-hmm. there's land in community that historically the only person who's ever lived on there are African Nova Scotians, are black mm-hmm. people, African descent people. Mm-hmm. And now you're saying some of that is crown land, how? And then you have to prove ownership so you can build on it and do something. Now, don't get me wrong. I don't think we should just be able to build. There has to be some sustainability. There has to be a way in which we're going to prosper. But mm-hmm. the, the idea that the barrier is it doesn't belong uh, to the people who've only ever lived there is, is an issue and it's an injustice. Anyway, now that's me ranting. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, it's true because I, I truly feel that um you know even even within black communities in canada like i feel like um the communities out east are very much kind of isolated yeah um and you know even during like black lives matter and stuff like that yeah it, it just seems so isolated you know yeah, no, I, and, I, and that's by design. Yeah, right. Yes. So yes. I think I think that's the point is that all of this is by design. Yeah, that these governments wanted to keep these people destitute and desperate. Period. That's it. Anyway, so and this is also parallel with Africville. Yes. No, I was just going to say, I mean, yeah. it's, a, it's a, a prime example of what's happening, um, which, uh, yeah. So Africville yeah. was once um, a black community, one of the 55, I assume. Yeah. Yeah. And the same and kind of thing happened. The same kind of thing happened. And what I find extremely frustrating about this. Book, but they were person, totally dispossessed totally and displaced dispossessed. And then, by, by the government. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And displaced, totally displaced, had homes that they owned and then put in places in, uh, in Uniac and parts of, you know, what, what essentially would be housing that you have to pay for rent. Like, how do you displace someone who's owned all of their houses, all of their properties? How did that happen? I don't know. I don't know. I'm sure there, there are people who know. I'm not an expert. But right, that, right, right. I just, am, there's things that uh, trigger for me that I just think they're questions that should be asked. And, yes. Um, most definitely. Yeah, that's um, Africville. So Africville actually was supposed to be one of those garbage dump areas. Yes. And then somehow over time it became because I think it was near the harbor or something. Right? Yeah, it was. Yep. It was yep. near the. Ah, so, yep. you know, developers and development condos for white people. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. And and there's been the, li- like, the government whole- literally yeah. expropriated that land. They did and have acknowledged it. And so now there's a, 
you know, the, there's a museum and there was compensation. So I don't know how that played out. Yeah. I met the curator for the museum. Okay. Oh yeah. At an event here in Ottawa. Okay. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm planning to have her on actually. Good. good. <laughs> well, they, uh, yeah. I, I definitely don't want to speak about her. I yeah. 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 She, um, I, I definitely will have her on one day to talk yeah. about, to talk more in depth about Africville. Yeah. But yeah, you know, we're talking about North Preston right now. Yeah. I just want to put in Africville because this is this is the status quo of how the yeah. Nova Scotian government has treated black people. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and so I think that especially when you see the Nova Scotian government now, which is like a shade away from Rick DeSantis. OK, I mean, it's. He Listen, really is like, I mean, didn't he like basically replace a, a body with his friends? Yeah, I think that's the topic now. Yeah. And more. Uh, Look, they, you always know somebody's fucked. OK, when they put a white person in for any sort of multicultural or like I think it was like it was like African and like indigenous relations or something. Yes, it was African Nova Scotian affairs. And I've raised this so many times. They had a black woman, deputy, PhD, so yeah. doctor, yeah. Uh, and you re- immediately removed her. And, yeah. And then later replaced with an associate deputy black man, which you thought was going to be okay. Yeah. Uh, and just speaks to the way in which I believe black people, women in particular, are still viewed. Um, yeah. And um, we we are viewed as people's mammies. I I'm consider I'm like I'm like. This is why I hate this strong black woman bullshit. Okay, yeah. I really do. We're strong because we have to be. It's either yeah. that or we die. Like yeah. I don't know what to tell you, right? Yeah. Imagine the black women in North Preston and what they have to deal with. How do you get milk for your baby? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, think about think about that shit. Yeah, it's you know true. what I mean? Or if we think about, you know, the transportation, we think about transportation. Yeah. Exactly. And, transit and, is a huge thing. I'm sure they don't have transit. They know they do now, but it's <laughs> yeah, it's, that must be new. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like, like, yeah, when you're when you have when you're faced with destitution and it's life yeah. or death, you have to be strong. But I believe that there's that that has led to um i think black women there's a mental health crisis with black women yeah i believe that that's part of the reason is that we are put upon to lift everybody up mm-hmm. okay because yeah. we're everybody's mammies and i'm fucking sick of it yeah and and there's no choice but to be strong right yeah i mean there's just don't tell me about my resilience when you offer me yeah. no resources yeah yeah. It's basically it. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, I, uh, <laughs> oh, but there's no, there is, but we're gonna, you know, we are, we're strong and powerful and, um, we are going to be the change makers and how we do things is different. And we, uh, you know, are the backbones and the, the front of so many things. And I think it's about time that, uh, people acknowledge it and, um, give us, our respect that is due yeah um, for me i think yeah yeah totally yeah and and you know don't don't keep you know thanking me 
for my courage or yes. me for how I show up. The world is watching me. I have no choice but to show up. Right. So I am. Right. Um, and, uh, and it's who, who we are. If I appear to have a strong voice or uh, have an opinion, it's not because I'm angry. It's because I'm smart. And yeah. I know what I'm talking about. And uh, I think it's far time that, that our education shows, shows up differently, uh, shows up the correct way. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, even, and I, I say this with respect to so many people who have different educations and backgrounds and experiences, but um, not to acknowledge uh, the education of, of, of a woman who has worked very hard for it. Yeah. Um, and to be compared to someone uh, who has less than uh, wouldn't happen if it was a white person. Yeah. Compared. Yeah. To anyway. That's, good. I'm yes. glad because that's a, that's a good segue. Okay. Good segue. All right. Okay. We're segueing so, in to, um, yes. So, um, number one, uh, I loved your, um, your campaign vid. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. So I'm going to play it now. Okay. Working for change and making a difference. That's the story of my life. I have proven this as a lawyer, as an entrepreneur, as a mother, and as a grandmother. And now, as an MLA and Deputy Speaker of the House. I'm Angela Simmons, candidate for the leader of the Nova Scotia Liberal Party. I came from humble beginnings. I did not grow up in this party, but I was raised on its values. Throughout my life, I've had to wear many hats. And for that, I know how to bring people together, how to manage tough conversations, and how to get the job done. I'm ready to lead the renewal of our party. Too many people are waiting for accessible health care. Parents cannot afford childcare, and too many young people are moving back with their parents. The rising cost of living is taking its toll. That is why this province needs solid leadership. A leader who knows how to collaborate and listen. A leader who works to build a future that's more affordable, more sustainable, and more welcoming to people and businesses. I will bring us together where everyone's voice is heard and no one is left behind. I'm ready to lead this renewal and I ask for your support. Your grandmother? I am of two, my little four-year-old and uh, my son just had it. He's a little over three months now. Yeah. Great. Okay. So um, I was saying uh, a lot of like, I think, I think what it is, is that it was just so human. Yeah. Thank you. And it wasn't, it wasn't, um, it didn't feel contrived. Yeah. And that's very hard to find these days. <laughs> yeah. No, I um, I felt it though. Like I felt uh, it was so genuine when, um, when 
gosh, and his name, he was so great. Richard, he was Richard. Um, when he was filming it, it was by Applehead uh, Productions and he just hung out with me. Like yeah. there was nothing, you know, I did, I kept trying to say, okay, how do you, how should I be? Just you. Yeah. So it was really easy uh, to just show up. Like he was yeah. just kind of in the back and uh, I would forget he was there. And then when I seen the video, I even got teary eyed. I was like, wow, there I am. Um, and I think let's all get emotional now because it's just, it was just such a great opportunity. Yeah. People around me um, and, and the work that we did, it was, it was amazing. Uh, I am looking at your face right now and yeah. I immediately am fucking connecting with you because Thank I you. get that on yeah. such a visceral level. Yeah. I yeah. get it. And there is something just so like we go through a lot of shit like let's be yeah, honest listen. but there's 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 a high yeah that takes it's not it's not a body high it's not a head high it's just it's like a soul high yeah that yeah. you get from this work it's yeah you know it, it is and it's uh you don't realize it till you're there and yeah. you're like okay Okay. This, yeah. is, this is where I am. Yeah. Um, and this is where I need to be. Yeah. Right. Totally. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No, I, uh, so yeah. what made no, leadership. you, okay. so, so, so what made you, okay. So you graduated law school in 2017. Yes. yes. So yes. what made you go to law school? First of all. Okay. This is like uh, later on, later on, I, uh, was working and, um, the school system. I was a student support worker mm-hmm. and then worked with schools plus. And to be quite honest, I know uh, some people have said, Oh, I don't know if you should say this. I was so uh, frustrated with the education system, the suspension of black boys. Yeah. Uh, the achievement gap for uh, African Nova Scotians, uh, the way in which uh, poverty played out in, in the school system and not, not, because of the teachers, but the system that I wanted to go to law school, my whole goal was I'm getting a class action and we're suing the school board for not doing really. <laughs> That's what made you go to law That's school. What made me go to law That's school. fucking amazing. That was my driving force. Uh, it was, I, I was like, I got to something's I, I got to be at the table. I didn't feel like I was respected in my role. Oh my gosh. You sound like me. Go yeah. On. Yeah, no, I do. I just, I was like, I got to do more. And yeah. Um, I got there and realized it was a little bit more harder. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> then, then got my passion turned to land, land title. Uh, yeah. And but education's always been um, a passion of mine. I actually don't. I think it is the, the uh, most important thing that um, that we need to do for our children. I don't mm-hmm. think it, it's not just about creating an opportunity because we can create several opportunities for people, but if they can't read or fill out the applications or understand what's in front of them, then there is no opportunity. Right. Education is where it starts. And mm-hmm. uh, when you have kids who are graduating uh, grade 12 with uh, grade 10 education, it's a problem. Mm-hmm. Um, the other so thing that's too, a, yeah. So that's, that's that, why I went to law school. <laughs> it, it, oh, I, the other thing too, is it exposes you to other people yeah. of yeah. different classes, yes. different races, hopefully yeah. <laughs> different, yeah. different, you know, and here's the thing. There is a mindset yeah. 
that different people of different classes have, right? When it comes to money and accessing resources and so on and so forth. When, you know, some of the things you're going to learn from other people are those processes, right? Yeah. Because yeah. all I'm thinking about when, well, not all, but when I was reading, when we were talking about the land stuff yeah. is that how are they supposed to know how this shit works? Yes. If they've been isolated, they're taught for generations, generations from the processes. Because even sometimes knowing, navigating government processes and bureaucracy is a skill in and of itself, it right? Is. It is. You have to have some sort of knowledge to do that. Yeah, absolutely. Right? And, you have, and, you, and, and that's why, I mean, segues to other things, but that's why it's so important. We do need people in the system. We do. We need people in mm-hmm. systems. Uh, and then we need the people outside the systems who are going to keep pushing our people to do what they should be doing. In systems, you are singing right? my song, Angela, <laughs> singing my song. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, I had that conversation, I think, when we interviewed Greg Fergus. Yes. I, I think we were talking about that, about needing both. It's just yeah. that people inside and outside don't usually connect. I know. It could be because of class reasons, I yeah. think a lot of the time it's class yeah and the people at the bottom who cannot access the you know do not have a natural ally with the people in the in the system yeah and I think it's class-based to be honest yeah no I I think you're there there's you're you're right in that I think and uh but it can be done is my point oh I it can absolutely be done we just probably haven't try to do it as much it's also there aren't there haven't been a lot of us in the system until recently yeah so that's the other reason and that is it and then you know you get we're so dependent right when we get in a system we're nervous and feel threatened that we yeah you know you know you're trying to stay true to community you're trying to stay true to yourself but at the same time you know the reality is you got to eat yeah so you gotta i understand yo i understand like i you know, you have to eat. It's true. You have children to raise. You yes. have to, and, to and- sort of educate the next generation. And most likely, if you're a black woman, you're probably doing some sort of community work. Because that's what we do. That's right? what we do. On the side yeah. of our desk. That's what we On do. On the side of our desk. Exactly. And, and um, you know, I remember, you know, one of my first jobs when I came out of uh, law school was working um, for organization, the regulator, regulator of uh, mm-hmm. the legal profession, the barrister society. Um, and it was one of the first times that I felt trapped in a system where I couldn't use my voice. And I remember looking at, Oh my gosh, that's me in public service. My entire career of public service. (laughs) Go on. I'm I'm so vibing with this. Go on. Yeah, no, I'm glad. And I, I remember sitting with my husband and I said, Dean, like, I just said, I have so much respect for you for lasting in a system that essentially was never built for you and still maintaining who you are. Cause I'm struggling. I've only been here not even a couple of months and I'm just like, how do I navigate this? Exactly. I, how do you do that? What? Now, Dean, yeah. your oh, husband. Yeah, Dean, yes, yes, yes. Yes. So we're going to bring this up. I told, I told Angela before yeah. off, off <laughs> mic, I'm like, we need to bring this up. So Dean yeah. is a superintendent with the no, the Halifax police. Halifax regional police. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, which is very interesting at this time. Interesting. Oh, interesting. You should see people when they. No, 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 no. 
Yeah. No, no, no. Like yeah. when I say interesting, obviously race and where he comes, yeah. we'll get that. We'll yeah, get yeah. there. Don't get me wrong. But, you know, given the the whole inquest going on, inquiry going on right now, yeah. the mass, yeah. I think it's casualties. Mass, mass casualties. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's really interesting, like being in that right now. Right. Yeah. Um, how did he last in that system and become superintendent? List that. And what do you say about Dean? Like, yeah, if, if somebody's like, well, your husband's a cop. Yeah, for example. I know. And I and I say, listen, he's a he's a cop, um, but he's the one that you want in the room because mm-hmm. uh, he knows how to advocate. He is from North Preston. You can't be married to Angela Simmons Sparks. I say my maiden name have three black children, two black men as your sons and a daughter and not acknowledge that there's barriers as you go to work. So mm-hmm. every day you're thinking about what if it's one of them? Mm-hmm. So you need to have uh, the compassion and relatability. Uh, and I think he just never forgot where he's come from. And I really value that about him. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we'd have people uh, knock on our door just to talk to Z. You know, like it was never. Mm-hmm. There's he's never, a community dude. He really is. And yeah. those who don't don't like him, I, there haven't been many, but uh, would probably just it's because of the system. Right. Um, mm-hmm. And does the best that, that he can. But. Uh, I, I think he's survived by, he works hard and he, uh, gives everyone respect. And mm-hmm. at the end of the day, regardless of who you are, you need to feel valued. Uh, yeah. you need to be given respect. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, I, I always say he's going to need some, some, some definite, um, counseling when he's finished than some of the names that he's been called and stuff that he yeah. had to deal with by. Uh, you know, white folks who feel the need uh, that that a black man in in in, in power uh, telling you what to do uh, gives you the right to um, think that you're more than them. And mm. I I think that's a, a another conversation. That um, is a conversation. That is. It's just. Uh, and granted, we never we never really talk about black cops, right? Because yeah. we're always like, oh, yeah. you're part of the system, hmm. and. You know, I, I think about, I feel like I have been in a system, I've been part of a system that's contributed to yeah. the economic harm of people. Because mm. I worked at the Department of Finance, right? Yeah. In, in government. And I'm just like, and I think about that. And I feel like I'm the only one coming from that department who ever thought about this because not ever, but like, I feel like I, I, I think about that and I think about how much those policies, but then when you're like low on the rung, yeah, you have no power, right? Have no power. And they're not going to give you power unless you, um, at least in, in finance and in government, they're not going to give you power unless you parrot their culture. Yeah. And that's so true and so is. many systems like that is that that is the, the truth it's like totally how like you know i mean it is they if you would that whole team player thing is exactly it well so and so is not a team player. whenever i hear yeah. that the I hairs of the back of my neck stand i up. know i know you know because basically what you want is people who will shut up say nothing 
and just um, involve themselves in your graft or your grift or whatever whatever corruption or whatever whatever it is or it doesn't even have to be corruption it could be just cultural like like eight like organizational thought yeah you know that you have to believe certain things in order to succeed in this organization or else they'll tell you quote unquote you're not a good fit yeah yeah anyway that's been my experience not a good fit what does that even mean what does that even mean what does that even mean I just I I, anyway yeah I um yeah so now we know why you went to law school why'd you yeah yeah (laughs) so you you are in MLA right now I am MLA for Preston for Preston but and it's um and it's quite a diverse riding because the name Preston, people just think it's, you know, the North Preston or East Preston and Cherry Brook, but it actually goes all the way down to like Cole Harbor. And oh, so you got the moneyed white people in your I riding do. too. So look, look, oh, I good have Lord. To, I have to show balance up. that. Because there's a riding in Ottawa like that. I yeah. Oh, shoot. Rock Cliff yeah. is where all the dignitaries are and the rich people and then Overbrook. So it's all in one riding. I, I can't believe. Is it Ottawa Vanier? I want to say oh, is the riding. Anyway, Vanier has been. Um, whereas Vanier is more of a an Overbrook or more economic, historically economically depressed areas. Yeah. So you have both the one riding, I and I always yeah, think, like there it's and even then it goes down to Montague Estates. Like it's, <coughs> pardon me, sorry. It's extremely diverse, and mm-hmm. uh, it's 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 a lot. Uh, I love it though. Because I think it just gives me a space to have honest conversations uh, about the realities of everyday people, all Nova mm-hmm. Scotians. Uh, and one thing that I, I think that I do well is uh, make people feel uh, comfortable and build relationships to make them feel like their, their voice is going to matter. Uh, mm-hmm. And so uh, for me, it, that's, that's what it's about. And I think for being in opposition, it's, it's fun. Um, I've never been in government uh, as as this role. So this I was is your first president. tour. It's Look my first you. tour. Yeah. Okay. So I just want to say, as an yeah. aside, yeah, right, yeah, um, that you can have a whole full life after the age of like thirty five and forty. Yeah. Yeah. You can have I a better that. life. Like seriously, I want. I really just want to say that because I feel like, yeah, I feel I I just like all of these things. There, you never stop living. That's the point. So don't no. think that. No. And I find that that women, especially, they've beaten that into us. That well, somehow gonna, you're just downhill. No, I'm going to tell you, I am. Um, I'm just living. I'm just beginning. What, yeah, like, I know. I'm just like you know. We had AJ at 18. You know, I had three kids under under 25, and now we're enjoying our grandchildren. We have struggled. Okay. And, you know, like you started early. That's I why you have grandchildren. Yeah, okay, yeah. got I, it. I, I started early and uh have no regrets about it. I mm-hmm. I gave my hundred percent to my children as Dean built his career. Mm-hmm. And now it is time uh, for me to 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 be me and have my career and have my children uh support me. They yeah. are one of my greatest uh accomplishments is raising such beautiful children mm-hmm. and um you know I'm I'm so proud to be in this place 
and excited about what's next. Yeah. I'm living the life now. (laughs) Exactly. So you become, so this is last year's election. You become last year's election. Yep. Yep. Now what made you get into the ring? Gosh, because we, we, we usually, we have this woman of color um, campaign series and we've done two different elections. Um, I really like that because I, I, I really like everybody's story in terms of how, what got them to run. Um, You know, honestly, we're we're missing a lot of people, progressive voices in politics and Canadian politics, both provincially and nationally. Yeah. And um, either they become co-opted or into like neoliberalism or, you know, or they're drowned out. And I like, I don't know what's, I don't know. So as like that type of voice, yeah, because you are progressive if you're talking about land titles and so on and so forth and systemic racism and, and, and community work and so on. Right. Yeah. So what made you kind of go into the ring? In the ring of MLA or leader? We'll get to leader. Okay, MLA. What made you go into politics? I went in because I was... uh, I feel like it's the same drive, though. It's the same drive. I was tired of, to be honest, uh, you know, the status quo of the same uh, white man in my area and, you know, telling telling us what we need and not being at the table to tell folks what they needed. You're right. Uh, and so for me, it was really, white men love to do that. Yeah. And I was tired of it. I was like, this got to change. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was an opportunity for me to, to do that. And I think politics is so far removed from, from black people in this province. We think, you know, we, it's hard even to get the vote out, Right. And so I wanted to try to change that. And the only way I could do that is, if I am at the head of the table, you want to be there and you want filled. your voice to be heard. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. You want to take up fucking space. And I want to bring people in with me. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I yeah. don't want to even be questioned. When I tell you they're coming to the table, they're coming. Yeah. <laughs> they're coming. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah. It's true. I've learned the beauty of a cohort. Yeah. Not networking. Fuck networking. Yeah. I'm yeah. talking about a cohort of people. And I learned this through hip hop. Right. Okay. Okay. I have a little hip hop story to tell you okay, the importance right. of a cohort. Okay. Okay. We're, I feel like we're around the same age. Okay. Um, I may I be like a few younger. years younger. I feel you're younger, but go ahead. A few years, but I'm not as young as people think. I just okay. look younger. Yeah. I know. Won't be me. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> 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 uh, anyway, I, I like, I know this is my natural hair and everything. Like, I have okay, wow. yeah, I know. Not, not me, but it, I it's, natural hair, not, it's natural hair, but not natural. Yeah, yeah, color. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so here's the thing. So there was a time. Okay, do you remember Jodeci? Yes. Okay, remember Devonte Swing used to be yes. there. Like, okay, because yes. the one with the light eyes that we were like, yes. oh, yeah. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Um. Anyway, he put he had a house. Um where he he put together a whole bunch of artists to train them kind of like a music boot camp that he thought had promise let me tell you who was in that house usher missy elliott timbaland and a few other 
notables. There you okay? go. So Timbaland and Missy Elliott, you know what happened there? They formed yeah, yeah, a great yeah. connection. Yeah. But the point is, is that if you think about bad boy and you think about hip hop, if you think about yeah. the features and how everybody was kind of hopscopping, hop, you know, on everybody else's album and they all kind of rose together. Yeah. 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 That's what I think about. I love that. I love it. Yeah. It's, you know, you'd have a feature on like a Biggie remix and it would be like Lil' Kim. I know. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's, 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 hey, I popped first and I popped the highest. Yeah. Let's, let's take the crew with us. Yeah. That's what it's about. That's what it's about. And that's the way I think of it now. I think about it as a cohort, as like a remix album. Yeah. Like a bad boy forever album. Forever. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like we could talk about Puffy and how he screws over acts. That's a whole other story. No, we can't. We can't. We won't do that. We're never done there. Okay. We won't go there. But, you know, that's the way I think of moving forward now. Yeah. That moving forward is not just an an individual thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's not. Can't be. Yeah. Can't be. Yeah. So you win. I win. First of all. So congrats. Congrats. Yes, I win. And then. And then the liberal, the liberal party, I don't know what happened to, I forgot what happened to it, but it went it into was, chaos. It went, it just, we lost. That's just, yeah. we lost. I remember sitting oh, in the Oh, it was that surprise. Oh, that was the election right before the federal election. Yes. That the liberals first finally went, um, what? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. That's pretty much what happened. Uh, but I remember sitting in the living room being all happy. I'm like, we won, we won. And then I was like, wait. But we're out. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh shoot! Okay, wait. What happened? And then it just flipped. You know that. Uh, yeah. Then you got Ron DeSantis in there. <laughs> <laughs> or Greg Abbott, or some hybrid uh, Canadian style. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. we won't yeah, go there. Yeah. Right. We're not gonna go there. I no. So so yeah. the Liberal Party is like, what the fuck? Okay. Yeah. I don't know what happened. And so yeah. you all have a leadership race. Yes. And you decide. Fuck it. Let's do this. Let's do it. I was like, I looked around. I have a ton of respect for my colleagues and just thought, I don't know where I fit in under anyone else. Oh, see, you did that thing again. Yeah. <laughs> did that again. And I thought, I it, it's true, though. It's you look true. around and you're um, like, that's like media, too. Like, I look around yeah. and I'm just like, you all haven't figured this out yet. Like, yeah. And, you know, I want people to do it. I want politics to matter to people. And, um, yeah, I, I felt like it's time. It's time for our voices to be upfront. It's time for me uh, to have the platform to make the changes I want to make and to show my daughter and all other girls that this is possible, uh, you know, and I would be women of color and possibly black women, Nova Scotians, like, because yeah, we can talk about wanting a woman, wanting the first until they actually are there. Yeah. Right. We've and seen that it, so many times. Yeah. So the leadership this is really I, good, actually. It's yeah. Really I good. put, I put my name in um, and never looked back. You know, I had a team around me, 
uh, who really just believed in me and, uh, you know, wasn't great. I don't think it was, it was initially, um, all the barriers were, were down for me. Mm -hmm. I think there were some key things that, uh, impacted the outcome. Mm-hmm. Uh, one, you know, people just weren't ready, I guess, for change. Um, and the other is the, the $20 to vote. Mm. Uh, you know, people who thought they were just members could just vote, but you actually had to pay $20 to, to be a delegate. Oh, and vote. what? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, you know, that's hard. And then. Oh, God. Yeah. And I barrier. Think, and it's a barrier. And even the, the, the debate style, like we're, you know, why don't we have conversations? I, I was very honest. Uh, debate wasn't my best. Uh best best feature i got better it's a skill it's a skill uh and i think to be judged on that by the virtue of, of that alone um just hurt because people uh seen what they wanted to see mm-hmm. uh you know i was judged on you know if i got too uh, emotional or yeah. you, you know don't you can't get you can't can't get too upset and be angry because then you'd be an angry black woman right um and I think we just, uh, you know, for me, challenged me to have many conversations with people, um, difficult ones. And I think uh, one of the things that was hard was, uh, you know, racism exists and, you know, it's live, but people just are still there. Um, and I always say, I think, I think the core of the values of, of this party are best governed. Uh, but not everybody at the core is of the same values and Mm -hmm. uh, power is not something um, that strives or motivates me. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I think it it does for for other folks. I feel the same. Yeah. Yeah. And power, power is not the end goal. No, you know, you need a certain amount of power to get things done. Yeah. And you need a certain amount of influence, but there's a difference between when money and power is the goal yeah, and when you think of it as a tool to get to your goals. That's the difference. Yeah. That's the difference. So what's next for you? I don't know. Uh, I think honestly, sky's the limit for me. Uh, This isn't it. I think uh, I will be committed to community and uh, my role um, always. And I'll just leave it. You know, I, I'd like to see, um, I think you have the chops to go federal. Yeah. I'll be honest with you. Yeah. Thank you. I mean, no, no, no. Like, honestly, like (laughs) I'd say no, no door. You know, we, you've said it to me myself, you know, no door is they have up there. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I mean, sorry. They're, no. they're averaging a D plus, if not a C minus. Okay. Every single one of them. And I'm just like, well, not every one of them, but, but cause some of the, a couple of them are okay. Yeah. They're fine. Yeah, but the yeah, rest yeah. of them, I'm just like, and you're in cabinet. I'd hate to see the back bitch. You know what I mean? I, you know what? I, I am. I, I don't, I don't require you to comment on that. No, I, because... I'm going to just say, um, Thank you. And I said, uh, I will leave, you know, everything and anything. Anyone need a passport? (laughs) (laughs) 
Okay, I'm gone. Okay. Angela, we're going to wrap it up right now. It was a pleasure. I I learned something from you. I did from you. Today. And Uh, that means that I had a successful day today. Well, good. And that means that that this this conversation is not done. That means there's going to be a second and a third, I hope. Yes. Especially when you run. Yeah. Well, listen. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, I want this to happen. Yeah. If I need, if I got your support, listen, point me in the right direction. We'll see. What yes. Happens. Yeah. All right. All right. My sister, I have to uh, actually go and yeah. get my caucus. So. Yeah. Okay. All right. Bye. Okay. Angela. Bye. Talk soon.